This is an ABC podcast. Well, my home is not organised at all. The wardrobe always stresses me out. Around my bed and stuff was very cluttered. In the course of a busy week, everything sort of gets unfolded. So it looks from the outside, it looks organised and tidy, but if you look inside my drawers or the kids' drawers, it's, yeah, Mary Kondo would die. Yeah, it's disgusting, everything's just shoved in there. We have this room called the Time Capsule that my daughter left about 10 years ago when she moved into her brother's room. It hasn't been changed ever since. I have just moved in with my partner and um, we have very different approaches to how things are organised. There's a lot of things that I just cannot get rid of. I hold on to clothes, yeah. And then when I realise I'm actually never going to get skinny again, then I'll sell it on eBay or something. How in control do you feel when it comes to the stuff in your life? One minute you're starting out in your first place with a second-hand coffee table and a vintage souvenir tray from the Gold Coast. The next, you're wondering how you ever wound up with three mop buckets. Brought this magazine rack into the house. Why do we have a broken digital camera in this drawer? And where do you stash a spare queen-size mattress? It's tempting just to grab the children, light a match, toss it over your shoulder and never look back. But it doesn't have to be like that. I'm Claire Hooper and this is The Pineapple Project. We take life's prickly bits and turn them into something sweeter and easier to deal with. This season, we're getting tidy because life is messy. And if you're anything like me, you might have a complicated relationship with stuff. Let's just say it. Most of us are lucky enough to have everything we really need. But wow, it can easily turn into living with too much. Hello, fast fashion and mass-produced furniture and six easy payments. After all that consumption... We try to absolve our guilt by watching every new TV show that pops up talking about hoarders or minimalists or how to fold your socks. We're pretty ridiculous. So before we start to reorganise our lives room by room, have you ever asked yourself why you have such strong ties to your bits and bobs? This episode is about the psychology of stuff. stuff, stuff, stuff. I want you to meet... Dr Libby Sander from Bond University. She researches the impact our stuff has on our minds. Time to get comfy, have a lie down on our couch. So one of the reasons why we feel calmer when our environment is uh, tidier and less cluttered is because our brains just naturally have a tendency to gravitate towards order. They like it when things are um, just easy to locate, where sort of things are quite logical. Uh, so it's, it's a natural tendency we have as humans. The more uh, clutter we have around us, it's this constant visual reminder of disorganisation. So the constant uh, reminders uh, drain our ability to focus. They sort of deplete our cognitive resources. We sort of get overloaded. Um, and so our ability to focus and our working memory are all affected by this. Like specifically, what does clutter do to our brains and bodies? Yeah, it's surprising, actually. It makes us uh, do lots of things. So it certainly makes us, uh, in some cases, it's been found, sleep more poorly. So people who are sleeping in cluttered rooms were found uh, to have more difficulty falling asleep, uh, more difficulty staying asleep. Um, but generally what happens to our brain in a cluttered environment is that we just get cognitively overloaded. 
So it reduces our working memory. Um, and Ooh. yeah, so so it reduces our ability to focus and then our brain just sort of literally gets overloaded. So we can't process information as well. Um, and we're just not as productive. I know what you're thinking. Did my mum commission these studies? But I've looked into it. Libby's been researching this for more than 20 years and there are more studies into this stuff all the time. We've put some links online in the show notes in case you want to look at them. Clean your room, nerds. Sorry, what, Libby? Yeah. So there was one study where after they, uh, the participants had been either in a messy environment or a clean environment, on the way out they were offered, hey, would you like a chocolate bar or would you like an apple? And the people who had been in the messy environment, um, pretty much all of them selected the chocolate bar. So I think it sort of it, it can help make us uh, make poor eating choices. So the more overwhelmed we might feel, the more clutter we have, we think, oh, look, I'm just going to get some junk and go and sit on the couch and watch shows about other people cleaning up their life. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, have you been looking in my window? (laughs) Chocolate bars and apples aside, what about um, relationships with other people? Is there an effect on that? Yeah, there was an interesting study that looked at, uh, so people were watching, you know, a a pre-recorded video and then asked to interpret the emotional expression on the faces of the people in in the film. And when the room was really cluttered in which they were watching these people, they were far less able to correctly interpret the emotional expression on the person's face, which kind of makes sense if you think, well, if your brain is constantly... Uh, distracted because despite what most of us believe, the majority of us can't actually multitask. So when you think about that in terms of the home setting or in the workplace, if there is a lot of clutter around, we might misinterpret the way that someone is feeling or what their emotion is. And obviously that could contribute to, you know, poorer outcomes in our relationships. Wow, a messy bed does make a messy head. But even here in my kitchen, there's stuff everywhere. This place is like a treasure trove of clutter. I can't even see surfaces. I am sick of this jaffle maker clogging up the bench and I'm tired of these boxes that have just been living next to the recycling. Ouch! What is this? I didn't know I owned a coffee pot. There's still coffee on it. Gross. I'll wipe it down. Huh? Oh, what is that? Oh, my God, it's a genie. Hey, did I lose the gas on? It is a genie. It's... It's a genie of Peter Walsh. God, you know Peter Walsh, Oprah's Get Your Life Organised guy. He's also written a bunch of bestsellers on getting your home in order. Hi, Claire. You can see him, right? What are the chances he'd choose to spend his downtime in my old coffee pot? The timing is remarkable. How does this genie thing work again? I wish for infinity wishes. No, hang on, hang on, stop. No, no, no. I wish for you to tell me how to get rid of all my stuff. Peter... You are welcome here. It's it's a pleasure to be here and I'm pleased it's so clear what I'm here for. I'm loving this clip. <laughs> <laughs> where do we even start with this? I'm not about the stuff. I think that's where I differ. You know, the work I do is very, while the stuff is involved, it's much more about the life we have. Does the stuff you own help you create the life you want? That's what it comes back to for me because when you focus on the stuff, you never get organised. The stuff's a distraction and it's an excuse Whereas the real issue is not where the stuff is. That's kind of the shiny spoon over here. But the real issue is always somewhere else. Really? So 
when I'm going through like my sportswear drawer and working out what to keep and what to throw away, yeah. I'm I'm probably avoiding a real issue. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Look, pretty much all the stuff we own falls into one of two categories: either memory clutter, that's the stuff that reminds you of an important person or achievement or event in the past, you know, that incredible athlete you were in high school, or it's I might need it one day stuff. And that's the stuff you hold on to in anticipation of a whole lot of futures. And so most of the stuff that people struggle with when the stuff is out of control falls into one of those two categories. And to deal with that, you really have to dig below the stuff to understand what the stuff represents. It's interesting about the stuff we own and the impression it creates of us. And there's even a story I have with Oprah that I think illustrates this really beautifully. And Oprah was renovating her house a couple of years ago and we were chatting. And in her bathroom, she had this custom-made, beautiful, big onyx bathtub, one piece of onyx that was carved as a bathtub. And when we were chatting... Yeah, I know um, that dealing with a giant freaking tub of suds hand-carved out of one humongous piece of semi-precious rock isn't exactly a hashtag relatable dilemma for the rest of us. But guys, it's Oprah. If she struggles with this, what does it mean for the rest of us mortals? She said how she was renovating the house and didn't see a place for this but couldn't let it go. And I said to her, listen, let me ask you a question what does that bathtub mean to you? And it really brought her up short in her track. She suddenly realised that the bathtub in some weird way represented all of her success. She used to love luxuriating in a bath. She'd had this expensive custom-made bath made and when she looked at it, it was a symbol of her success. And so to let it go, actually to her, even at her level of success and wealth it really touched somewhere deep inside of her. And so for all of us, whether it's, you know, someone like Oprah or, you know, anyone, the stuff we own exerts some kind of power over us. And often letting go of our things means letting go of a dream, letting go of a perception of ourself, embracing a future self that may be unclear or we're uncertain of. And that's the power of our stuff. Hang on. So let me get this straight. You know Oprah? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about another big issue when it comes to this stuff, and that is time. Finding the time to sort things out. No, 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 I don't buy it. I do not buy that premise at all. You give time to what you believe is important. You give time to what you believe is important. And there are two huge fallacies here. That is one of them. I don't have enough time. Crap, crap, crap. You have enough time to do everything else you want to do, including up to three hours of screen time a day, but you don't have time to declutter and organise your life. I don't buy it. That's one. The second one is, I don't have enough space. Crap, crap, crap. You only have the space you have. Space is fixed. I don't have enough space for my stuff is actually another way of saying, I have too much stuff. So time is fixed, you spend it the way you choose, and space is fixed, your stuff is what's flexible and you have to get rid of the stuff to fit the space. And I think the best example I have there is 
if you're in a relationship with someone, we've all been in relationships with people who don't honour and respect us, if you're in a relationship with someone who treats you like shit, then that relationship is not going to last. We know that. We, we can never be happy. It's exactly the same with your home. If you overload your space, if you fill it with too much stuff, if you don't treat your space with honour and respect, you can never be happy in that home. 10 minutes a day can make a huge difference. And don't put it down, put it away. Ah! Don't, yeah, I know. Don't put it down. I'm just going to start having clothes with really big pockets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so don't... my hands can be free, but I don't have to go put it away yeah, in the bathroom. So, so if you don't want to, if you want to stop clutter, don't put it down, put it away. That will turn your house around within a week. Over this season, we're going to go into a different home and room with each episode. That is a lot of different, unique living situations and lives. Peter, we are going to need some help. Uh, I am going to need some help. Will you come for the ride? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to because every home I see is different. And I think every home really gives you space for different tips and ideas that can help people. I'm so excited. I'm there. Let's do it. Declutter genie Peter Walsh. Oh, how lucky was that? I mean, you wouldn't expect to kick over a coffee pot you'd left in the middle of the floor. Perfect timing. You couldn't write this stuff. <clears throat> okay, so this season might be called tidy, but don't mistake this for making things pretty. This isn't about Pinterest pages with the perfect pantry or Instagram-worthy bedrooms. This is about real life. How can we organise our space so we don't have to think about it? So we don't have to feel the emotional weight of all that stuff on our shoulders? It's heavy, yeah? Well, if Dr Libby and declutter genie Peter Walsh have taught us anything, it's that you actually have to start doing something. So number one, start with 10 minutes a day, just 10 we're going to talk about tackling sentimental items later on, so start with something easy, like that melon baller you never use. Two, prevent clutter from happening in the first place. Before you bring in a new item, ask yourself, does this actually deserve to live here? Do I really need it? The environment will thank you. And three, don't put it down. Put it away. There should be a space in your home for everything, and if you can't fit it in, you might just be living with too much stuff. Okay, so maybe there's something in this idea of starting easy. And I've been ignoring the most important room of the house, our kitchen. This is where we spend most of our time. We eat together, have house meetings, fix broken toys and sew on buttons, rant about our day, send angry emails from our phones, build giant piles of kids' art mixed in with unopened bills and lists of things to do that all start with clean-out pantry. Wade does all the cooking on one side of the kitchen and I do all the admin on the other side and, and that works. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say it works? It doesn't work. We constantly mess with each other's business. Vicar, and there are no systems in place to put things in order and every cupboard, drawer and surface is filled with what? 
where did we put the warranty for that rice cooker? How long has that cough syrup been in there? Why are there so many half-empty bottles of window cleaner? We don't clean our windows. How many jars is too many jars to save for the jam we never make? If a train is travelling at 80 k's an hour in the direction of our kitchen, will I ever clean out the pantry? We deserve a functional kitchen. Let's implement some systems for those kitchen implements. Yippee-ki-yay, mother clutters, it's kitchen tidying time. Uh, tomorrow. Today I'm recording a podcast. Oh, speaking of... What's your clutter crisis? Is your bedroom drowning in non-bed-related business? Is your bathroom so full of stuff you can't wipe it down? Do you keep buying new camping gear because you can never find the old gear you left in the garage last year? And you know how this works. It's time to make a pledge. What do you want to fix? Get it off your chest. Leave me a message at 1300 641 222 or email me on pineapple at abc.net.au. You might not want to go the full minimalist, but wouldn't it be nice to be able to find your yoga mat when you finally get around to turning up to a class? Systems can save you time and stress and even money. In that bedroom, that living room, bathroom, laundry, garage, and then there's paperwork, not to mention the kitchen. I'm Claire Hooper. This is The Pineapple Project, and this season we're getting tidy because hot damn life is messy. Next on The Pineapple Project. Oh, my goodness. You have definitely heard people on breakfast TV tell you bedrooms are just for sleeping and f- What? Nobody wants to make love in a pigsty, so friends, get it tidied up. But you ignored them, didn't you? It's time to take back control of your own bedroom. It's a bit confronting, isn't it? Yeah. And therefore your life. Simple systems, mate. We got you. Kids' toys in the bedroom is total BS. That's next episode on The Pineapple Project. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or hear it in the ABC Listen app. This is a production of ABC Audio Studios.